Hi, I'm Mario Evan, and you're listening to Talk Trot, a weekly inspired edutainment podcast discussing the things that most people are afraid to, but from a Jamaican perspective. From relationships, sex and sexuality, to the ins and outs of entrepreneurship, in this space we speak about almost anything with the intention to inspire, educate, entertain, and create a fair and balanced space where your truth shall become your power and set you free. Welcome to Talk Truth! Yo, my family, what are going on, people? Um, it's episode number 30. Can you believe that? 3-0. And welcome to another Sunday. My Talk Truth, as, as you know you are now. Today we're going to have an interesting episode. And a lot of you may very well be at home because of COVID-19. So I'm sure you listen to this episode and it is one about fat phobia, something that I've never experienced, but my guest has had a lot of experience with. He's a social media executive and he goes by the name Andrew Brown and he's a cool cat and he speaks a bit about just being fat for all of his life growing up in Jamaica and all of the different things that people feel entitled to do. Because you are overweight and they feel like they have some right to fix your situation. It's an interesting episode. It's an interesting perspective. And on that same note, I would love to plug my friend's podcast. That's Michael Sean Harris. He now has a podcast, guys. Support him. It's called Mike's Moment Of. And Courtney, a beautiful singer. Mike, also a singer. And myself, also a singer and a doctor, we had a conversation. Um, he titled it Mike's Moment of Body Talk. And it's in the same vein as this episode. And I am going to put the link to the, his episode in the show notes so that when you listen to this episode, you can definitely listen to that episode if fat phobia and body image is something that you have suffered with. Um, and it's, uh, we don't only come from the perspective of being bigger, but um, we speak a little bit about being on the other side of the other spectrum as well, too, especially in a Caribbean context. So go check that out. I'm going to jump straight into this episode. So do enjoy and um, see you on the other side. Blessed love. Good to go. Yeah, you can hear yourself here. Yeah? Yes, I am. <laughs> is it scary? Is it weird? It is weird. Is that like a weird <laughs> Uh, yeah, welcome to this world of um, yeah. podcasting. All right, so guys, welcome to another episode of, you know, Talk Trot. And guess what? I have another wonderful guest as usual. And I am going to call him by his social media name, which I always remember him by, which is Drew Poddy, right? Yes. I pronounce it right. But you are Andrew Brown? Yes. All right. And um, I've known Andrew for a couple of years and we had a little conversation um, one day and, you know, he wanted to talk about this topic and I thought it was an awesome topic to tackle as well. And the topic is fat phobia. That's right. Um, Andrew, introduce yourself. Tell us who you are. Who is Andrew? Um, Andrew is a regional social media executive for a telco. I am kind of, oh, I am kind of a shy person, music lover, so I use social media, but I am a nobody, and I love it that way. Oh, so you kind of hide, <laughs> hide out in the trenches? In the trenches, yes. 
that's kind of smart you know had i not chosen to do music i would have r- reverted to the trenches because trust me once you're out there you're out there yeah but that's why i love that's especially why i love twitter um i get the sense of animity on twitter you know tweet my i tweet my thoughts my ideas and if you're not a popular person on Twitter, it just it, it kind of disappears. Disappears into the abyss. Um, <laughs> is it? Um, so did I just give away your social media handle so you can't hide anymore? Oh, uh, I mean, it is what it is. Got <laughs> <laughs> no, them. We know who you are. All right, we're going to tackle this a certain way. Let me define what I'm finding a definition of fat phobia. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a few on on Google, and I want you to alter it in any way that you feel is mm-hmm. more accurate to you. Alright, fat phobia, the noun, is a fear and dislike of obese people and or obesity. And it says fear or obsessive avoidance of consuming fat. Well, so that's like two things combined. Mm-hmm. Um, fear and dislike of obese people and or obesity. How do you feel about it? That's, that's a perfect definition. And I mean, even before I came here, I was talking to a friend, two friends actually, and I was... You know, I told him I'm gonna discuss fat phobia, mm-hmm. and everybody was like, "What's that?" And I'm like, "I mean, you know, sometimes people really act as if they hate fat people, right?" And they were like, "Really?" And I'm like, "What do you mean by really?" Like, I experience this every day. So when people act like they don't know it exists, you find it's it a little weird. Weird. I'm like. And do you feel like they, How? Tr- they truly don't appreciate that it exists or you think they're really just oblivious for real, for real, or, or you think they're being cute about it? I think they must be being cute about <laughs> it. I don't know. It cannot be that I cannot see it. I, I just... Well, I will, I will be honest with you. I know that there is... I know fat phobia exists. I know it's real. <laughs> no, I do. I do. And I mean, especially as a doctor as well, too. I think even within the medical fraternity, sometimes there's discrimination against fat people. There is. So and so I know it's real. So And I've I've literally given doctors attitudes before already about that. Cause sometimes I feel I use it as an escape goat for so like you come in something wrong with you, you know you need to lose weight. Right. It's, it's like, always like the first thing. Yeah. I've been tested for diabetes so many. Like, every time I go to a doctor, I'm right, tested for diabetes. Right, just because. And I'm like, I have a flu. What diabetes? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> All right, Drew, <laughs> let, let us take it back a bit because um, we jumped right to some of the stuff that we do want to get to. But mm-hmm. tell me about you as a child. And um, All right, so number one, do you identify as fat? Most deaf. Yeah. Um, do you find other terms for it? Do you euphemize it? Do you try and make it anything gentler for yourself or you just say you're fat? I'm, I just say I'm fat. Um, it's not something I'm ashamed of. Um, I've always been fat. So, I mean, I guess... And I grew up in a family with a lot of fat people. So, I guess you just get to a point where you, you learn to love yourself and accept it. Right. Um, so, it's not a big issue for me. So, I'm fat. I will post that I'm a fat fly nigger. <laughs> So, <laughs> but at least you accept that you fly, right? Which is good. <laughs> All right. So as long as you've known yourself, you've been fat. Yes. And um, tell me about that journey in Jamaica as a child growing up up until now. In a summary, I guess. In a summary, I know um, you can't probably summarize that as many years. It's it's interesting. It's been rough. Um, even now as an adult still learning to you know it's like it's kind of a thing where i find that people literally don't want me to accept myself as this right um so they don't appreciate it if you're comfortable with yourself 
Right. So I kind of, you know, I've always categorized it as there is a good fat and a bad fat people, you know. Mm-hmm. The bad fat ones are the ones who are like, yeah, I'm a fat, I'm a good. I'm a look good. Right. You know, like a lizard. People <laughs> right. hate that. Right. Um. So that's always been my child. I remember. The good, the good fat and the bad fat is how you think the outsider looks at yes. fat people. So and the ones who don't like themselves and they're working on it and they don't accept it and oh, but these are other good, fat, these are other fat people. Yeah, people in society are good with those ones, you know. Right. They don't accept it. They are Got working you. on it. They like that. Yeah, but when once you, you're fat and you're when good you step with out it, and you say, "Yo, is a problem." I look good. Yeah, is a problem. Me look nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> them don't like that. Them don't like that <laughs> because in their minds fat is tied to being unhealthy yes and if you're fat and unhealthy and comfortable with it then this is a problem problem yeah, wow. not right i remember i mean growing up i remember even the mailman i remember one day he stopped me and he asked me if i had diabetes yeah and he asked me if i had a heart i'm a heart condition and i'm like what and and it's funny because for the people who are not jamaican they may not understand. I said that we have a very involved culture. Oh, yeah. And we are the type of people who have no fear about calling something out. And they don't think it's a problem. Because we don't have that kind of care with emotions. And we're very to the point. Strangers will tell me what to order on a menu. They're like, I mean, you sure Does you that still happen get... now? What? I mean, not so much right now. Because I, I mean, most of the time, I don't have the most welcoming face. Right, right. So you have a resting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I, yeah, I don't really take well to strangers a lot. So, so they're not messing with you anyway. No. Whereas that you look like you could sack them. Yeah, so not not so much now. Right. I mean, women will. Because yeah. I guess women feel I won't be aggressive towards them if they, you know, say, maybe I shouldn't order the steak, maybe a salad, you know. I mean, oh, you can order a big deal. All right. Well, since we're here, let's just let's just let's just just rake through all of the um stereotypes and and what you've gone through. So you said the first one, which was going to doctors mm-hmm. and doctors assuming that you have a chronic illness. Yes. Um, as a doctor, I would. I have two perspectives. <laughs> I believe it's insensitive to do so, mm-hmm. and the only way you can know if somebody has something is if you check them and if they have an indication that they mm-hmm. may have it. But we also know. Medically, studies have shown that persons who are obese and overweight are at a greater risk of cardiovascular disease and probably have a higher probability of having these things. So do you think it's unfair? So I, I don't think it's unfair, but my thing is they use it as a crutch to not do their work sometimes. That's my personal. So right. I remember from my own personal issue, I've for years had a issue with pain, especially in my back and stuff. And mm-hmm. No one has ever really did any proper tests to be right, like, to what's, what's if happening? It's something else, right? I've been laid up at the hospital on Valium, and then I'm sent home. With the assumption that it's the fat. It's the fat. And then I remember the doctor I'm seeing now was the first, and this is last year. Yeah. Someone finally said, you know, you have osteoarthritis, and that is not from fat right right you may have just had osteoarthritis that developed right and i'm like so for the first time i am not constantly in pain and i'm telling you i'm years of getting pain meds and being told to lose weight you are absolutely right and i mean some of the things that i'm going to say now are not because i do them but because (laughs) i've been doing medicine for a while 
And I know that because some patients mm -hmm. are overweight, some doctors don't examine them as thoroughly. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of things that happen because of it. Um, all right, so the medical one is real, and I'm sure mm -hmm. people can confer. So people ordering or suggesting what you eat in a line. At work. It's something that I've always had to deal with my entire life. Um, How have you not become... Or were you at a point hyper defensive? I, I really, it's not a big issue for me. I personally, I don't know. I don't know what circle, what happened in my life to just make me not care much about what people think. Right. How you? How do you cope with so, it? So I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I laugh it off, or I don't answer. No, because I hate unsolicited advice, and and I think I went from a space of being very reactive to it. Mm -hmm. But now I'm more mature, so I'm like you. I kind of just either just don't respond, or if I choose it not valuable, I just can't really move on. Yeah, I I'm telling you, it's it's a lot of things. People like one thing I've realized that people have come to notice with me is that I won't react to any of your opinions. Right. And I realize that most people, that's all they really want, you know. They want a reaction, even if it doesn't have to do with my fat. Any other thing, they just really want you to react. And I've realized that. Ignoring people, it's, they power, stop. it's, it's powerful, you know. Because they, they, they don't really know what you're thinking. <laughs> and when people don't know what you're thinking, they you have know? to deal with their own thoughts. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. What are some of the other experiences you other have ex you've had that stand out for you? I mean, I will share my embarrassing story, but I remember there was someone once that I really liked. And this has happened to me more than once, but I remember that particular one was the one that kind of crushed me. And I'd kind of taken a step back from, like, approaching people. Right. But I was told, essentially, oh, my God, you know, you're such a great guy. Mm. You're such a nice person to be around. Mm. Um, you're so friendly. You're so intelligent. You're, like, the perfect person. But I can't date somebody fat. Straight up. Straight up. And, I mean, I appreciated the honesty, but it still hurt. Hurt like, uh, of course it hurt. Um, but, yeah. It's like a double-edged sword. Yeah, um... Yeah, it's, her, it's it's not cool to hear that, especially if you care, like the person and then. But I do also appreciate your being honest. But what I think has come out in everything you've said so far, though, is not necessarily the what in is the how. And it's the same yeah. thing with, with the doctors, too, mm -hmm. is how they deliver this information. Mm -hmm. You know, how do they get to this point? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, so I constantly, like... So even as I said, on my way here, I was talking to two friends about it. And I'm saying I don't understand how people can say subtly how that the things that they say can hurt or offend people. Yeah. Um. You know, it is even going to the gym. Yeah. Look, I mean, you'd think that you'd be supportive of a fat person going to the gym, right? Because this is what you want. Work on it, right? This is what society wants. They want you to go to the gym and work out and lose the weight. But then... You're gonna stare at me at the treadmill, <laughs> right? Right, right, right. Um, you're gonna try and instruct me on oh no, use this machine, yeah, man. You, you've used this. Well, you know, it goes on both ends, you know, like you know, as a guy that has generally been slim, so when you go to the gym and you're not a bodybuilder or don't appear to be one people will want to fix you and train you. Mm -hmm. So you get trained on either end of the spectrum if you're the little guy or you're the big guy. And then if you're in the middle and you actually have a really good mm -hmm. physique, whether you lifted weights mm -hmm. to get it or you just did it by sports, 
people want to work out with you them want to train with you so it's very interesting the psyche of it all and then i'm saying all right so then the next point i brought across to them was that so i work in marketing mm-hmm. and you see all the ads you see the billboards how many fat people are on any of those right so now you're talking about representation or like you're not people even a person you don't it. exist yeah that's not hot that's not sexy people don't want to see it even if it i mean i don't know but it is what it is, and and then I even find fat phobia itself. That phenomenon even has a sort of hint of misogyny in it because the whole marketing towards people to lose weight is very much directed at women. Yes. Um, because even because I've found that women, like older women, so late thirties up, mm-hmm. are a little bit more open. To somebody overweight, right? Um, the young, younger, mm, don't really. They want a six pack or a slim guy. And when you say open, like in a dating space, yes, right. Um, and then it's the same. So even with men just seeing you around in generally, like them just feel like them have to get opinion, right. like bigs, you know, bigs. If them see you with, if they see you with an attractive woman, right, they step in. Like no, yeah, that your date. <laughs> Sometimes you don't even know what's the situation and you're like you could just be walking with a friend. You just triggered the um episode, um, which you may have listened to that Michael Sean Harris did on his podcast, um Mike's moment of and we spoke about mm-hmm. body image and um he was saying the same thing mm-hmm. that a bus was passing and somebody shout out to the girl for say like pretty much them could have date the conductor instead of him. But they didn't know anything about their relationship, like... nothing. So I'm like, so you're telling me that you being slim automatically makes you a better catch than me. Yeah. You probably can't read a certain above a certain grade level. Probably <laughs> not a university <laughs> graduate. You probably don't do a good job, but you all you need to do is be slim. Yeah. She don't need a house to live in or nothing. No, 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 no support. Alright, mm. let me dig a little deeper on you. And and if again anything that anywhere I go, you can decide whether mm. you're okay with it. Um so in the journey of being overweight, mm-hmm. as long as you've known yourself, had you ever done diets or gotten a trainer or became fixated with trying to look like everybody else? So I went in university. Mm-hmm. I decided I'm going to do the Atkins diet. Yes. And that ended in insomnia. Oh, the Atkins one go again? Where you eat? Anything? It was, no, that's a low-carb low diet. Low-carb, right. And I don't know what happened, but... <laughs> make you sleep. I could not... Oh, you stayed awake, sorry, it's up now. Sleep. Yeah. Like it was bad. Like I went two days. So you never really... And I couldn't figure out what it was. And then I think it was a doctor who told me to ease off the diet. And I realized... You started to sleep again. Yeah. But um, I've tried... I tried pills before. Yeah. Um, somebody again, somebody bought... The pills and gave it to me. You wow. know, wow, like a gift. Like a gift. <laughs> like, like, here, try this. Like, oh my God. <laughs> I went into the store and this fit you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like um, them buying a new shirt. Right. And you should have been happy. This, like, my dust city spire. Did you smile when you received it? <laughs> I, I smiled and I tried it. I'm like, okay. I mean, as you're probably, it's coming from a good place. So, some people I know, they're not the trying to be mean. Right. So, if it's someone I know that is not trying to be mean, it was somebody older, and I know they were just looking out for my best interest. They also work in the medical field. Right. So, I said, okay, let me, let me try it. Didn't help. 
My um, when I was younger, my parents made me say, uh, I think it was a nutritionist, and I lost no weight. No weight at all. <laughs> the fat stubborn. <laughs> what is your What is your current position on it? Um, do you are you fine mm. where you are? Do you feel like you still should lose for health purposes or or for aesthetic? What's so your current position? My current position is I do intend to lose weight mm-hmm. and only because of the osteoarthritis. Right. Because I know getting older, it will pose an issue. Right. Um, so right now, it's not an issue, but I know growing older, it will be. So I am looking into it. <laughs> right. So it sounds like you're personally comfortable, but you are willing to lose weight for, yes. health, for health benefits. Yes. For the benefits. Health so that's right. where I'm at right now. I mean... All my friends that try, they try and they try me with the gym thing. I don't know why I don't like the gym. I try. I've been a couple of times. I remember I paid. I remember when that gym in Ligoning opened. Mm-hmm. I paid for I think a year or six months, and I went four times. Yeah, it's just not something you enjoy not doing. My thing. I mean, when work is finished for me, I just want to go home. I don't even. My friends even cost me about partying and stuff. I just, when work is done, I want you to go, go home. home. And in the morning, I am not a wake up very early person, so that's not going to work. Regarding stereotypes, do you feel like any of the stereotypes are true to you specifically as an individual? So, you know, some stereotypes about people are, are false, completely false. But um, in other words, so would you say that you think maybe you eat more than the average person or you eat too much Burger King or any of those things you think are true to you or not really? None. The only thing I will say, the only stereotype maybe they probably say lazy. I mean, it's not lazy. It's just I don't want to go to the gym. <laughs> but, otherwise, <laughs> but otherwise, I, which is bad because my doctor has spoken to me about this. I will eat one maximum twice a day. Yeah. They say that's not healthy but no. it's just that corporate life that I don't eat breakfast. I wake up in time to get to work. Mm-hmm. I have lunch and I'll have something in the evening. So it's more work related. Um, but I'm telling you, I tell, I remember telling an intern this. I said, you're looking at me like this now. I was not this big when I got this job. Right. A desk job will, will, will ruin make you. Again, right. So I said, from now, just try and gain that habit of going to the gym or something because coming and sitting at a desk, you don't even know when you're packing on the extra. Bones. But you've pretty much moved the same way anybody would move. Just that you're moving mm. from X point to Y. Whereas they may be moving from another X to yeah. another Y, right? So, it's rough. But, um, yeah, and I joke about it. I mean, I'm dead serious though. I, told, I tell my friends, I'm like, yo, I'm going to go to Dr. Dawson because... That was my next question eventually, for you. Right. Would you consider doing a surgical mo- procedure for the weight loss? Most definitely. I'm not embarrassed about that. Yeah. I am not. Um, I'm, and I joke about it all the while and people think I'm joking, but I am dead serious. What is the surgical breaking point? Or meaning, find it, say you have the money to do the procedure. Mm-hmm. Doing it now would be tied more to, you know, I'm just tired of being fat. You know, what are the different things that you see in the future? So health benefits, one. You, don't, you, you just want to see Drew in a new body? Like, yeah, what I'm are like, some of the thoughts you have? I'm like, wait, I tell people, I'm like, if you have money and there is a way to do this, why not? <laughs> why not, right? God, they I, so am, I tell people all the time, I don't look at cosmetic surgery in a bad way. Right. 
I'm telling you, you know, I tell them once my name is on that title for the house, <laughs> y'all, y'all be prepared. <laughs> Back in the day, because um, you sound very comfortable now. Was there ever a time when you were really sad and really depressed and like people used to tease you and it was rough? High tell school. me a little bit about that side. My life straight up until high school was that life. Yeah. That life of not, not wanting to really take pictures. Um, not wanting to go out. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't date. Mm-hmm. I just not wanting to be seen. Yeah, you just. That was me straight up to high school. You take away yourself. Te- yeah. <laughs> Any way possible. I used to hang out in the library. Yeah. And it was very <laughs> intentional. It was, yeah. You were avoiding the world. Yeah. What What happened? At what age that that changed? That mm. switched and why? I went to university and I moved on to Hall. Yeah. I lived on Rex. Okay. I made some friends and somehow they looked at me and they were like, you're fucking awesome. So right. No, words. that's all right. We, no, that's but they were just like, you're awesome. And I'm like, you know, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and they just kept pulling and pulling and... They validated you. And Angie just popped out and I'm like, okay, I can do this. Right, right. I can do this. I can go to to the drink cups at Taylor Hall. Okay, we can go to Quad. Yeah, some young people listening to this might not know what that is. Right, right. <laughs> people, but, um, yeah, Quad used to be on Northside Boulevard, somewhere down there. Yeah, right. The side and road. Mm-hmm. So university was really. Hey, you is really your place to shine, you know. Young people shine. So you, so you pretty much kind of found yourself at that time in terms yeah. of your friends made it really reminded that you were wonderful as you are. Yes. And then you just changed. I just changed. I just I had a circle of supportive people of supportive people and I just ran with it. I I just ran with it and I just became very comfortable. Um and very happy with me. And it was always in there and they just pulled it out. Yeah. And grateful for that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, fat phobia as a definition is interesting because you would imagine that it is other people being afraid of fat, but you could be afraid of yourself too, eh? <laughs> it's I, not that, maybe not you, but when I thought about it as like I fear of fat could be actually your own fat phobia. <laughs> but can I tell you that I know fat people don't like fat people? That's an in, no, and that's I'm where, not making that That's up. where I wanted to take me. Now. I wish I could call a friend. <laughs> I know. I know <laughs> can we call a friend? <laughs> I know people fat cap. people. Who don't like fat people? How does that pan out for you, though? And I'm talking now from an attraction perspective. In your mm-hmm. mind, are you attracted to someone who is not fat? Or it doesn't matter. What? It doesn't matter. So for you, I, the for person me it doesn't matter, right? No. So you could date a fat person or a, sli- or a slim could. person. Can you date a skinny matter. person? So interestingly, maybe you I may have, have skinny phobia. phobia. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Define skinny. <laughs> yes, you know, this is interesting. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny as we talk, I, it crossed my mind that, you know, maybe there are fat people who really think, no, so that person is too skinny for me because I can't. Me and them couldn't work. Um, you feel know. like someone really, male really skinny, you probably wouldn't. Maybe no, not. Maybe not. Yeah. And I want to ask you why, <laughs> but I figure. I don't know. I, it's. Someone recently brought that to my attention, honestly. Because um, I've generally always been the person, people ask me, Angel, because I'm single, people are like, Angel, what's your type? And, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't have any type. <laughs> and then 
the point and I'm like, like no 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 I just Maybe think not. I just think 30 being 30 at 100 pounds is kind of weird <laughs> so just like how some people might say 30 at 300 is kind of weird and that is fine well I going I'm but gonna, I but the difference is yeah I don't say they are not attractive I don't try to tell them to gain weight and I could possibly date that person if I get to know them. Right, but you're not but trying to fix wouldn't them. Be my, no, I wouldn't try to fix anybody. Mm-hmm. It probably won't be my first pick. But because, no, you have people, I know you know those people that for some reason they like can wear a size zero at our age. I mean, in your 30s. <laughs> Skinny phobia is what's happening right now. You know where you get. <laughs> You know where you go up in age, you start packing on a little. Drew, eskidephobia. Yeah. All right, well, that's, a, that's interesting. All right, so one point I wanted to make was that some people make it seem the only way you can find love as a fat person mm-hmm. is if you date someone with a fetish. Yeah, I've been hearing about this feti- fetishizing of, of, um, of fat people. Yeah, I mean, you do have people who, they're just want someone big yeah i remember watching a documentary once and i was shook yeah the guy kept feeding her he told her to stop working and oh he, he was trying to get her bigger yes to feed his fetish yes and he he said he wanted to get her to the point where she needed his help for everything hmm. that's a little so bit he, weird and i'm like i don't know if i want to watch that <laughs> like he says he bids her because She's that big. She right. was like probably in the 600, 700 region. But he liked somehow to take care of her. Yes. Like she was so, so she, what was her? Anyway. And she loves it. I wanted, I remember what I wanted. We can come back to the fetish, but I remember what I wanted to comment on. I wanted mm-hmm. to insert that I have a theory about physical mismatches. Mm-hmm. And maybe that may explain why somebody very skinny may feel like a mismatch for you. And I think this mm-hmm. is, this is me being politically correct as a Libra. Because mm-hmm. I find that I don't date mm-hmm. women that are taller than me. And I mm-hmm. probably wouldn't date... I don't know. For me, it's just mm-hmm. weird when you see like a, a little mm-hmm. short man and a really tall woman. and then. But that's just for me. Like looking at it aesthetically. Mm-hmm. I feel like a basketball player as a man definitely at that height will end up with a shorter woman. But it would mm-hmm. be very weird if there was a woman taller than an NBA player. And it would just be odd. It would be. To it me. Would be, and- Aesthetically, that. not that it really matters at mm-hmm. the core, but it's possibly that because, as I said, the person there are mechanics the, to it too. <laughs> but you know, yeah. why I just can't explain it. Why people get hit me after they hit I know, this. right? No friends, I know they know they can cuss me out. What do you mean, cuss your vote and say, Oh, fat person, if I have issue with somebody really thin, but there is no, it's I a very I, small I, group, though. Yeah, I get I'm, it. so I'm not I saying slim, you know, yeah. And you're um, not saying it's impossible either. You're just saying it may not be your first choice. No. Mismatch. Yeah. Back to the fetish now. <laughs> Look. So, so, um. There are people who like that. I believe this. And I, and I, even though I'm not a perv, I'm sure if you, you go can, on the porn channels, there is a category for, I don't know what they call it though. I mean, you can dear me, I'm single, so. <laughs> <laughs> but Drew Puddy <laughs> is inviting madness into his DMs. But I'm like, there are people who love mass. I remember that the, the guy said that he likes mass. So he won't get, get her fat. Mass. And I was like, wow. That is mass. interesting. 
All right. So you you you've taken me through a, a gamut of things. Um, mm-hmm. Always known yourself as fat. Not weren't happy about it as a child, but you've mm-hmm. become more comfortable in your in your university years. Um, so you really sound like you've grown to accept and love yourself as you are. I mean, you still won't pretend. You still struggle with it. You still you still struggle with it a bit because people. You know how Jamaican people are. We, yeah. we don't shy away from expressing our opinions and whatever. So people can make you feel awkward. And there's rarely a day when this um, doesn't happen, right? Every day, right? So you still do have moments, especially when you're out yeah. um, in a social space where you still kind of feel the insecurities coming back up. You might slip away to the bathroom to just make sure you check, make sure your shirt right. not sure snogging too right. much. Right. And yeah, yeah. Everything good. But... I'm just happy that I'm at a place where even if people are trying, I'm not going to go home and cry about it or something. Right. No. Are there still any restrictions that you put on yourself? Like, would you jump carnival? Are there certain things that you're still not going to do? Um, I, well, I did carnival in a pool on a shot. So. Yeah. That was last year? <laughs> that was, what, 20, 20, I don't think it was, probably 2018. Right. Um. So you did it already, so dead. Mm-hmm. There, um, there are... Yes. So, for instance, I went to Hido for a week. Wow, you did a whole week. <laughs> a week. It was an interesting year for me. It was a very stressful year. Um, I, I went through my father. Um, he was killed and wow. I just needed an escape. Yeah, my but condolences. I remember, I remember they have a nude pool. They sure do. And that is something that I cannot you couldn't do it? No. Did you do it eventually in the week? No, I did not go over to that side of the hotel at all. Guys, to break down hedonism, you're going to have to Google it because this is not, it's not in the Jamaican press, but it's a hotel <laughs> and it's in the Negril area. And um, you just have to so look it I up. Know that There's a nude side and a prude side. Yeah. But but Drew wasn't doing the nude side. No, I, I can't. I people i don't i think it's and it doesn't go back to it's not me not liking myself because i will be at home and my sister joke about i'll be looking in the mirror and be like yo i remember but you embarrass mm-hmm. myself again i remember the first time i decided to try shaving matches mm-hmm. and i was like yo this look good you know my skin <laughs> nice <laughs> and so it's not that i am one of those people who can't look at my body right and see. i will look and i'm like no my skin really wow like you look extra brown <laughs> and and but as you can tell drew is a comedian guys <laughs> but it is the i don't like the attention right because you know that there are people I, who are going to be watching yes and so that's just me and that's just me in life in general yeah i am not someone who goes out and seek attention so that's why I, I don't think I'll ever be some social media influencer or somebody popular on any platform because I just, I genuinely don't like... Do you think you're an introvert, naturally? Naturally, yes. Or do you think being overweight forced you into introversion? I, I like, like maybe me? maybe trauma from my childhood, right. yes. And now me being an adult, I'm trying to come out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for instance, I, I will go to an event. Yeah. And I will speak to strangers. I have no problem with that. Run joke, give trouble, fine. Yeah. Um, but that's if I initiate it. If I go somewhere now, you throw me into the center. When like you are not prepared me. for it. Yeah, when yeah, you are man. not prepared for it, you'll so, come up. Yeah. 
you shot come up, I'll, I'll cut. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, gone, I'm gone. You'll mess with me, I'll be like, I'm, I'm home. in the car. <laughs> in the car, I'm leaving. I'm, I'm but, gone, right? So, yeah, so I know it's not, it's not much of a fear of interacting with people and not wanting to be seen, but I just don't like too much attention if I don't start it. Because people will hear me say that. People who know me will hear me say I don't like the attention and be like, really, Andrew? Because I am the person. I keep many town halls at work. Yes, yes, yes. I'll be like, come guys, come guys. So why are you single? <laughs> yeah. Um. So what is so-and-so in your sex life? Would you be in a throuple? And I'll be at the center of these discussions with a group of people. Andrew, there's a YouTube channel and a podcast <laughs> waiting right here for you. you know? But but me initiating, not, not fine. Really. But you're just throwing me in or just unwarranted? No. It really is too much. No. All right. Uh, two things I really want to tackle. I want you to describe to me Andrew in the future. Um, and, I'm, and I notice I never said Andrew smaller mm. or anything. Andrew five to ten years from now, what, what do you see for yourself? Um, Dr. Miami Diabelli. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So honestly, I am very open to some cosmetic procedures. Yeah. I don't care. Um, but five years time I'll probably still be fat. I mean, you don't know that for sure. Me, you don't know it. Anything, anything could happen in a year and a half, six months. Co- co- COVID, there. Not even COVID can kill a fat. Why? So, um, I don't think I'm at the place where I can seriously work on it. Because I think maybe I'm a little bit too comfortable. So I'm not trying hard enough. Because I think You're maybe, not at the place mentally. Yeah. To yeah. just be really, you know, like some people really pushing at it. They're every day to the gym, the diet has changed. And I'll always be the one that joke at work and say, well, everybody after they didn't know, say, fat kill me, at least make it happy. Yeah, that's where you are now. <laughs> that's where I'm at. Do you feel like that's a true place? Do you feel like that's you... Or you I'm know just, what I mean? Do you feel like that's really how you feel deep down? Like you really or don't am want I it, just or you just telling myself that yeah, myself feel you know comfortable? What I mean? Is it um, like a self sabotage a little bit, or I don't know. Yeah, it's hard I, to say, right? It's hard to say. Um, maybe a little bit is. Maybe I do all of this to make myself feel better. So, yeah. you know, boosting myself and not trying, but genuinely, I just feel like a lot. Yeah going on in my life yeah and my weight is just not really a priority right so the timing is interesting yes yeah, yeah. so as i tell you 2018 was the last of my dad 2018 which is mom, very recent right yeah 2018 my mom got diagnosed with colon cancer mm. i am still dealing with her yeah and i don't even feel like i've dealt with him yeah because it was like literally i can tell you she went into the hospital a week after the funeral that's a lot so the same year same year i could have lost both of them right Mm -hmm. so i'm like i don't know that is just not well don't don't i'm being doctor now don't don't well i know you already know Mm -hmm. don't discredit it because you know the grieving process is a long one sometimes and that's a lot to deal with on top of your own stuff so i'm and while all is going on you're still working and being a human and being a friend then right yeah and still trying to plan my future and i still have things that i want to to do i don't want to do broke life no fitness <laughs> or <laughs> i have to <laughs> i am a very expensive person to yeah. maintain. um <laughs> so 
I'm focusing on that. So yeah. I'm focusing on making sure she's good, and I'm focusing on making sure we are good in the yeah, future. No. So, but one thing I can definitely tell you though, I don't want to gain anymore right now. Yeah. Because I know, as I tell you, ultimate goal for me is to lose. I won't lie, as I tell you, for the medical reasons, mm-hmm. ultimate goal is to eventually lose. It's just not number one on my list. Yeah. And yeah. the beauty of when you lose, even for the medical reasons, mm-hmm. is that there'll be the personal reasons too. Um, I always have a, a worry about people who lose a lot of weight or have any mm-hmm. kind of body transformation. Um, our trainer used to say that they sometimes go to the dark side. And the dark side is when you get the six pack and this nice body and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden your shirt is never on. Or, or you become... You resent mm. the people that treated you bad. So you become a real asshole. So, you know, it's kind of like these people were mean to me all my life. And now I look mm. the way they wanted me to look. And now screw you. But, you know, can I tell you that my fear of losing weight is that I won't be attractive? Interesting. Which is weird, right? No, it's not, say, it's not odd in our culture. People would say that, no, but you're going to be attractive when you lose weight. And I actually fear that. Because I've seen some people, I don't know if it's that they lost it too fast. But they the, look the face looks the like it yeah. Drawn, drawn, and, drawn and, and that's a big fear for me because I will tell people, and this is true to me, if it's one thing I can say I do love about Andrew, and it might be narcissistic, but I love my face. <laughs> well, I'll tell and you this, Drew, medically, it's a legitimate fear, but as you said, if you don't mm-hmm. lose it rapidly, you will look fine. Yeah, man, it's a big fear for me, like, and that's probably why I'm open to the medical. <laughs> right, right, right. Because I don't feel like when people who do the medical procedures, it does not. You don't feel it's as drastic sometimes. It don't change this. Yeah, yeah. I just don't like, because some people, they lose weight and they look sick to me. Yeah. They actually look Well, some weight loss then. is unhealthy. So, you know, maybe, maybe, so. yeah. All right, well, tell me, as we come, I think, I think we have beat this one a bit. I don't know, there's so much mm-hmm. more we can talk about. Tell me... Some other tips, I guess, the things that you would want to share. All right, let's do it two sides. Mm-hmm. I like it. Things you'd want to share with other persons who are also overweight, mm-hmm. who may be struggling. Let's deal with them first. Things that you'd want to say to them. Oh, so I've discussed this at work. I've discussed this with friends. Um, friends who are also overweight? No, they're all slim, right? They're all slim, Why right? am I surrounding myself with some people? It was a town hall. One of those town halls. <laughs> but I'm like, so stereotypes we talked about that before right yeah. there are a lot of fat people who willingly say, put themselves in some stereotypes like for instance people will always assume you're a fat guy you're gonna be sloppy you're gonna look mm-hmm. present mm-hmm. i hate seeing it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i hate going out and seeing big guys and drew is not sloppy folks and they don't they put themselves sh- together right? yes mm-hmm. i hate that right um they always assume that you're gonna smell or you're just gonna just look like you don't care. Right. Me can't tell you me care. Yeah. And I think everybody should care. No matter your size, whether you're fat or you're slim, I think you should really make an effort to present yourself to the world. Right. So being fat doesn't um, equate to being sloppy or having poor hygiene. Right? Mm-hmm. Don't like it. Um make an effort, no matter your size. Um so I'm big on that. Um also I think no matter your size as well, people just need to care less about what people think. Like, I think, and I think going through again, my dad mm-hmm. really just brought this home to me. Like, at the end of the day, were you happy yeah. with your life? Right. Did you do what you want to do? Don't, I don't, I don't live my life for people. Are people's opinions. 
so you can say all you want you can be very negative every time you see me you can make your jokes i'll make them back can you know not to be morbid we don't know how long and short this thing is gonna be Would and you could have fat and you could have skinny and you could have leave here long before you you right. could be so so there's no way to use that no. as a as a barometer to judge anyone no yeah. live for you and to the skinny people out there who a lot of people assume that i mean fat automatically they assume i'm healthier than you yeah not always the you're case. not a medical profession just leave it alone leave it alone yeah i don't have diabetes when you see me i don't i i don't have hypertension i tell you i have a doctor i'll give you his number right i'll, I'll allow i'll tell him this person's gonna call he'll tell you i don't have hypertension <laughs> diabetes. from the doctor's mouth what else <laughs> you have high cholesterol don't have high cholesterol right. what is the other one <laughs> what else i have i don't have any of those i have right. asthma right and i came out a blue baby so that's been from birth from i wasn't reading yeah. i just found out of osteoarthritis and I, d- I heard that wasn't by gaining weight yeah guys so just just leave it to the health professionals right i don't try to fix people on the no. streets tell them what to eat no. how to lift the weights unless don't. they ask your unsolicited advice is actually very impolite sometimes right. most times yeah so that's my message to big people just just at the end of the day make sure you're happy with you make yeah. sure when you look in the mirror you are happy with what you see and don't base your happiness off of what society tells you you should look like yeah no or you'll never be happy even if you lose the weight because i swear i think if i lose the weight i'm still gonna identify as fat you me you actually me <laughs> i you're still me and, and, so, and not that you'll identify as physically fat in the numbers and the pounds mm-hmm. but i think in your personality and your temperament whatever you were you will still be that person in your head i might just feel like i don't belong Maybe. it's like bleaching I, I probably i can bleach and look white but I just still your, won't your feel mind, like right, I belong. You're not white, right? In your mind, you're still a black person. I'm you're still also. black. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And the sure reverse is you. true. I've noticed of people who are skinny who mm. become muscular too. I think when you become muscular, you're still a skinny guy in your head. So whatever insecurities mm. you had, they still exist inside of this body that's now the opposite of mm. what you were. Wow. Well, Drew, I, I thank you. And I thank you for many reasons. You know, as you... As always, I thank my guests for being brave enough to come and talk mm-hmm. truth. And at a time when I was hearing that, I've been having a lot of female guests. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad to have a male sit across from me and no speak problem. his truth, you know, because these are real issues. And um, do you want people to be able to find you? You, you plug in yourself? I'll tell you, my I'm, DMs are open. <laughs> Drew's DMs are open. Drew, tell him where they can find you. So I'm on Twitter, Drew. So it's dr. E W P U D D Y. Yeah. On Instagram, it's Andrew.h.brown. And that's me. Drew Puddy on Twitter and Andrew.h.brown on IG. And if anybody message him with any hate, <laughs> tell me about it. We come for them. They're welcome to. No, they're not going to say no hate to you. I'm sure that you will get messages of support and actually messages of people who are happy that you shared. That's generally how it is. Really? Wow. Well, Let usually, usually. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, thanks for talking the truth, my brethren. And um, thanks for having me. You're welcome. You just listened to episode number 30, 30 of Talk Truth with me, your boy Mario Evan. And I know I sound horse, but it's been a long week, can I tell you? I thank Andrew Drew Poddy 
Brown for again being brave enough to come on the episode and speak about his journey with fat phobia. And for me, one of the greatest lessons is that there are a lot of people going through a lot of things and we all have a story. And Talk Truth for me really initially was to create a platform for candid conversations from a Jamaican perspective about these stories. And this is exactly what I had envisioned for it. And it has flourished and grown into a community of people who listen, not just to learn, but to be inspired and to have a new perspective on the life of others. And at this time when we are having this COVID-19 virus scare and the actual COVID-19 disease, I really encourage you all to be sensitive. And the spread of the virus has really shown us how insensitive and cruel and cold and selfish we can be as humans. Every man and woman for themselves, for the toilet paper, for the Lysol, for lock down the airport. All who no one touch who, all who want send picture who about the place for sure. This was who was here. It it is a ugly reality of humanity, and just how selfish we can be because we would rather survive than help another man. And we would rather protect something that is ours and help somebody else. And and with that attitude of selfishness comes a lot of other ugly things. So for me, it's been interesting to look at from, from the outside, even as a medical practitioner. So be sensitive, be kind, but follow all the protocols and guidelines. Stay away from large crowds. Keep your hands clean and don't put them in your eyes, your nose, your mouth, in your face and... A lot of people recover from it, so don't panic either. Uh, we try to protect those who are at greater risk. So my talk truth as you were just listening to talk truth. This is hashtag TT little W M E T T with me. T T W M E. And also you know what to do. Like, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. And please screenshot anything from the episode. Screenshot episode and repost on your social media. Tag me on Instagram at talk.truthja and of course at Mario Evan on Instagram. Please follow me on social media actually because that's where you get the information. I highly remind people but on the talktruthja.com website there is a mailing list signed up. Sign up. Whoa, what's going on today? And I'm not editing it. If you are someone who likes to receive emails, that's how you can join the mailing list. Uh, I really haven't been sending emails for Talk Truth yet but I will at some point have infrequent updates about episodes and other cool developments as we grow as a family. So, you know, tell someone about Talk Truth. Let them listen to it, share an episode that you think might touch them. Blessed love, my family. Really and truly loving her all the time. Talk Truth to the world. And um, again, keep safe. Until next time, guys. Blessed love.